Hey everyone, thank you for joining Larry. Moe and Curly. I don't know what my voice did. Lavender. <laughs> oh, that was great. Thank you for joining Lavender oh. Sage and Stardust. <laughs> hi guys. Hey, hi, I earn. Alright, you ready to get fucked up? No. But let's go on with it anyway. I'm not sure. Like, I really, really, really wanted this because I know I bugged the shit out of you for this for a long time. And now I'm not so sure I won what I asked for. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. We got, we, got, we got everything going on. We got the protection shit. We got some resin going. The sage keeps going out, but that's okay. We got some candles. We're all right. All right. It's said that this phenomenon started in 1998. What phenomenon? Would you like to tell them what phenomenon it is? Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, okay. I mean, they're going to see it in the title anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, but I actually have done a lot of digging and a lot of research. And it okay. seems like this goes back much, much further. Oh. So I'm going to start off by telling the story that most people have heard about. Again, it said that this is what kicked off this phenomenon. Okay. My internet service provider used to have offices in shopping centers before they moved to their comparatively lush accommodations elsewhere. There was a drop box at the original location. The monthly bill was due, but for the grace of the net, I went. It was about 9.30 p.m. when I left my relatively isolated apartments, and it was about 10 to 15 minutes or so to downtown. Abilene, Texas is where this started, and it, he says that the population is about 110,000. Right next to the Camelot Communications old location is a $1.50 movie theater. At the time, the place was featuring the masterwork of modern film Mortal Kombat. Nice. <laughs> 1990-something. Yeah. <laughs> if that wasn't 1990s, wrapped up in a nice little bow. I know. Checks. And dollar fifty movie theater, right? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I drove by the theater on the way into the center proper, and pulled into an empty parking space. Using the glow of the marquee to write out my check, I was startled to hear a knock at my driver's side window. I looked over and saw two children staring at me from the street. I need to describe them with one feature that I didn't recognize until halfway through the conversation cleverly omitted. Both appeared to be in that semi-mystical stage of life of children where you can't exactly tell their age. Both were boys. My initial impression was that they were somewhere between 10 and 14. Boy number one was the spokesman. Boy number two didn't speak during the entire conversation, at least not in words. Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover hoodie shirt with some sort of gray checkered pattern and jeans. I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive-colored and had curly, medium-length brown hair. He exuded an air of confidence. Boy number two had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in similar manner to his companion, but his pullover hoodie was a light green color. His hair was sort of pale orange, and they didn't appear to be related, at least not directly. Oh, great, I thought. They're going to hit me up for money. And then the air changed. 
That would have been my first thought, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've explained this before, but for the benefit of any new lurkers out there, right before I experience something strange, there's a change to the perception that comes about which I can describe in the above manner. It's basically enough time to know it's too late. So there I was, filling out a check in my car, which was still running, in a sudden panic over the appearance of these two little boys. I was confused, but an overwhelming sense of fear and unearthliness rushed in, nonetheless. The spokesman smiled, the sight for some in... (sighs) Inexplicable. Thank you. (laughs) Inexplicable reason chilled my blood. I could feel flight or fight responses kicking in. I reversed that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's hard to read somebody else's writing. It is. It's really hard to read. Them, especially out loud. Yes. Yeah. Something I knew instinctively was not right, but I didn't know what it could possibly be. I rolled down my window very, very slightly and asked, yes? The spokesman smiled again, broader this time. His teeth were very, very white. Hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem. He said his voice was that of a young man, but his diction quite calm and something I couldn't put my finger on. The desire to flee even greater. You see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money. He continued. We need to go to our house and get it. Want to help us out? Okay, journalists are required to talk a lot (laughs) to a lot of people, and that includes children. I've spoken to a lot of children. Here's how that usually goes. Uh, um, um, mister, can I see that camera? I, I won't break it or anything, I promise. My dad has a camera and he lets me hold it sometimes, I guess. I took a picture of my dog. It wasn't very good because I got my finger in the way and add in some feet shuffling and or body swaying and you've got a typical talking kid to a stranger. In short, they're usually apologetic. People generally teach children that when they talk to adults, they're usually bothering them for one reason or another, and they should at least be polite. This kid was in no way fitting that mold. His command of language was incredible, and he showed no signs of fear. He spoke as if my help was foregone conclusion. It was as if he was trying to say, I know something, and you're not going to like it. But the only way you're going to find out what it is will be to do what I say. <laughs> uh, well, was the best reply I could offer. Now, here's where it starts to get strange. I mean, starts. Right. That's, and the whole thing is strange to me. The quiet companion looked at the spokesman with a mixture of confusion and guilt on his face. He seemed in some ways shocked. I didn't just immediately open the door. He eyed me nervously. The spokesman seemed a bit perturbed, too. I was still registering something was wrong with both. Come on, mister, the spokesman said. Smooth as silk. Car salesman could learn something from the skin. Now we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys. Mm. That really scared me. No kid wants to be, say, no kid wants to be treated like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's yeah. like, if, if you didn't have 18 red flags for this... <laughs> there's like your 19th that's a big one <laughs> yeah that's a big god uh, no yeah i just i have to point that out like if any kid just wants to be treated just like a kid they're either in trouble or they're not a fucking kid <laughs> run away 
That really scared me. Something in the tone and the diction, again, set off alarm bells. My mind was frantically trying to process what it was perceiving about these two figures that was just wrong. Uh, um, was all I could manage. I felt myself digging my fingernails into the steering wheel. What movie are you going to see? I finally asked. Mortal Kombat, of course, the spokesman said again. The silent one nodded in affirmation, standing a few paces behind. Oh, I said. I stole a quick glance at the marquee and at the clock on my car. Mortal Kombat had been playing for an hour, the last showing for the evening. The silent one looked increasingly nervous. I think he saw my glance and suspected that I might be detecting something was not above board. Come on, mister. Let us in. We can't get into your car until you do, you know, the spokesman said smoothly. Just let us in. We'll be gone before you know it. We'll go to our mother's house. We locked eyes. To my horror, I realized my hand was straying towards the door lock, which was engaged, and was in the process of opening it. I pulled it away, probably a bit too violently, but it did force me to look away from the children. I turned back. Uh, um, I offered weakly, and then my mind snapped sharp into focus. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black. No pupil. No iris. Just two staring orbs reflecting red and white lights of the marquee. At that point, I knew my expression betrayed me. The silent one had a look of horror on his face. In combination, it seemed to indicate A, the impossible had happened, and B, we've been found out. The spokesman, on the other hand, wore a mask of anger. His eyes glittered brightly in the half-light. Come on, mister, he said. We won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. That's not my concern. <laughs> my concern have, is those black you eyes. You have worse than a gun. <laughs> and the fact that you look very scary, child. <laughs> you look like purgatory, child. <laughs> that last statement scared the living hell out of me. Because at that point, by his tone, he was plainly saying, we don't need a gun. He noticed my hand shoot down towards the gear shift, and the spokesman's final words contained anger that was complete and whole, and yet contained in some respect a tone of panic. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I ripped the car into reverse. Thank goodness no one was coming up behind me, and I tore out of the parking lot. I noticed the... (laughs) I noticed the boys in my peripheral vision, and I stole a quick glance back. They were gone. The sidewalk by the theater was deserted. I drove home in a heightened state of panic. Had anyone attempted to stop me, I would have run on through and faced the consequences later. I bolted into my house, scanned all around, including the sky. What did I see? Maybe nothing more than some kids looking for a ride and some really funky contact lenses. Yeah, right. So, this story was from Brian Bethel, who is an investigative journalist from Abilene, Texas. I have listened to and watched so many things on him and interviews with him. And the way he holds himself and the way that he speaks about it, you can tell there's like a fear. Mm -hmm. Like, he relives it when it happens. I don't not believe that this happened. You know what I mean? Well, all in all, although a long story, it's very, um, the way that he details it 
Like, he's got everything detailed down to, you know, but that's a part of who he is because that's his career. So, it does almost sound, like, flowery, you know what I mean? But he yeah. tells it well. He's a great storyteller. But the basis of it, someone could have summed that up in ten minutes. And it just, you wouldn't have felt it. The right. way that you feel it with him. And I tried my hardest and I will say, because I'm sure that Brian Bethel is is listening to our podcast of <laughs> A Bunch of Witches. Um, I'm sure. I'm just sure of it. So I'm very sorry, Brian. I probably fucked up, you know, your wording a little bit. <laughs> um, it was very hard to find the original story. Mm-hmm. I had to dive deep oh, into really? archives. Yes. And I'm hoping that this is the actual original story. It sounds like it because I've heard this story before. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's, I unless this is a deja vu moment and I'm making it all up. <laughs> but, yeah. If you, if anyone's actually interested in learning more about cases and stuff, because I'm not going to cover too many cases tonight. I'm just going to go over the rundown of them. You can always look up Gary My- Michael Vasey and David Weatherly. They are awesome authors that do cases, like, especially for the Black Eyed Kids. Oh, by the way, we're talking about black eyed kids. <laughs> you didn't get it from that story if you didn't uh, get it from the title. No. <laughs> um, but they actually take a lot of extra steps to vet the witnesses that they're talking to because they're like, we don't want anything too perfect, nor do we want anything too outlandish. They want to make sure that, you know, what they're hearing and what they're feeling is a legitimate story and not somebody just blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. Well, Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. They get it down to the brass tacks. Right. Exactly. Most of these encounters have similar events that take place. Children between the ages of 6 to 16 repeatedly knocking on doors and windows asking to be let in. Becoming extremely upset and irritable when their request is ignored or denied. They do not answer questions that they are asked and request odd things like using a telephone. Or in one instance, they ask to use the telegraph. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's like they're behind the times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there, there's actually, again, you guys could just look it up, Google it. There's instances where people's like, you know, it, it's, it's in the 2000s, late, you know, mid 2000s. Where is your cell phone, child? Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. you got one. So, you know, and it's like. They don't I would think know. it was a prank. It would just have to depend on their demeanor. Like, can you imagine <laughs> the kid knocking doors? Can I use your telegraph? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) But what child knows what a telegraph is? You know what I mean? They don't even know what a fucking video cassette is. They don't know what a home phone is. Right. What's a home phone? A a phone that says home? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's attached (laughs) to the wall. Uh (laughs) It's actually one of the better answers I've heard. (laughs) You're giving them a good good bit of credit. (laughs) There's actually another incident where um, somebody asked for ketchup for his apple. Oh. So they're just really bizarre. Wait, that you don't need me. ketchup on your apples? <laughs> oh, I mean mustard. Just, mustard me? for me. Oh, okay. You're one of those. I got it. I got it. <laughs> mm, I don't want your snacks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> I don't. I feel like caramel would just be a little bit better. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. Or some peanut butter together. Peanut butter oh, that'd be good, good too. Yeah. yeah. And then you dip it in ketchup. <laughs> no, no ketchup. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> A whole lot. We don't have long enough on the podcast for that. Almost every encounter these witnesses felt an overwhelming sense of dread and fear. 
These children have oversized tattered clothing that tend to be inappropriate for the weather. Pale skin or olive... Oliver colored? (laughs) (laughs) Olive colored skin tones with an off looking texture, a putrid smell. Their speech seems to resemble that of someone much older. And the most telltale sign is pools of black where their eyes should be. Hmm. These BEKs try to prey on human emotions and to make themselves seem vulnerable. Hmm. So a lot of the times they won't have shoes on. Mm -hmm. They'll be wearing a t-shirt when it's 38 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, shit like that. Okay. If they are let in, they tend to bring some bad luck with them. I This is just a paraphrase of a story I found kind of interesting, but this just tells you what happens when they are invited in. Yeah, I was kind of curious if you were yeah. going to hit that, because <laughs> I never heard any instances where they've been let in. So. Yeah. An older couple let two boys into their home one night to, quote-unquote, wait for their parents. Once they entered the home, they asked to use the restroom. The wife showed them where it was and then hurried back to her husband, who was holding his face and had a nosebleed. The lights then went out, and they heard from the dark hallway the children in unison say, Our parents are here. They walked out of the home, leaving the door open. The wife noticed them getting into a dark vehicle with two men in black. Oh. Oh. There they are. The wife waved, but got no response. They just all left. A couple weeks later, the husband was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, and the wife suffered from chronic headaches and nosebleeds. Even the couple's animals suffered from these children's visit, either running away or found in pools of blood from hemorrhaging. Oh, don't hurt the animals. That's just not nice. Devil's advocate here. (laughs) Maybe these kids were just pulling a prank. And joking around and playing tricks. But with $500 contact lenses that need to be placed in professionally, that's a little bit more. Yeah. Especially in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I can see little shitheads today. I mean, uh, no, I'm sorry. They would have to be like trust fund kids that have like money on their own. I don't think any parent is going to take their child to the damn doctor to get these giant glass-like contact lens flipped in their eye. Like, yeah. I mean, you'd have to be a really rich and oblivious parent. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. <laughs> like, I couldn't see it any other way. Like, that that parent, either the kid's buying this on their, which no doctor's going to do that yeah. for a minor. So, I'm sorry, I'm, like, thinking out loud, and all these things are, like, clicking, going, no. There's not even, I mean, it would have to be the rarest thing ever. But the yeah. nosebleeds and all that stuff, how do you explain that? Rare cancer and animals' heads exploding, like. <laughs> well, it's hemorrhaging. <laughs> well, it's it's practically like an explosion. I mean, the head just swells up so much that it can't, and it goes, Pfft. I yeah. mean, maybe not in the cartoon sense, but that's why you start externally bleeding out. And it just, there's all it's all bloody in there. Like, it has nowhere to go. What the fuck? There is also a genetic condition, aniridnia, and it causes a complete absence of the iris. But this doesn't affect the white parts of the eye. Yeah. So these kids have black eyes. Like, there's no white in them. 
It right. is literally like a lot of people described it as black voids. Well, when you said like black you could reach ones, into, is that was my first thought. Is that it's usually just the small one. I didn't even know the big ones were possible. Oh yeah, because they they use them in like Hollywood and shit. Oh, when there's well, like okay, demons fair and shit enough. like that. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they do have them, but like I said. Um, it, it doesn't affect the entire, the entire eye. It doesn't affect the white part. So it's only the iris and the pupil and it tends to just be extremely dark black and it can be like oddly shaped, but it's not going to cover the entire whites of the eye. Curious. How long can one keep a set of contacts like this in? There's got to be a, a limited amount of time. I don't know. But see, that's another thing too. Some of the cases... When they appeared to these people, the, the people didn't notice, even if they were looking at them, that they had black eyes. So they're, it's almost like they have a veil on or they're trying to hold a form and they can't. That could be. When people are talking to them and not letting them inside the house and they're asking them questions, it's like they lose focus and they get pissed off. And, you know, mm. that's what shows through the first. That would make sense. Cause, that does make sense. Yeah. Because, like, you think, like, that's a lot of energy you're using to, like, hold a form. Like, I'm just saying. Like, if you're a shapeshifter, that's a lot of energy you got to oh, be yeah. expanding to stay into, like, that form. Right. And so, when you're getting think... aggravated, you're probably losing that focus that it's taking. Yeah. And shapeshifting is, like, um, if I'm not mistaken, mainly believed, um, like, to be a sh- of shaman. You have to be, like, of, like, a shaman, usually, to do most of these things like in the native in that in native american culture it's like usually it's like somebody of high mystical power to be a shapeshifter like not just anybody can do it right yeah yeah there's other things that are said to shapeshift as well so which i can imagine an abundance of evil yeah but it's it's in high regard i guess i can best say it like not joe schmo can't come off the street and go you know what i want to do today (laughs) (laughs) you know how i'm gonna fuck with these humans today (laughs) I would think that that takes power and fervor and yeah. learning. So I had to dig in a little deeper because I'm like, okay, there has to be other cultures out there that are seeing these. Because this phenomenon, they're like, this is only in America. This happened in the 90s. It happened when the internet was like a big thing. And then this is totally a creepy pasta, Like that kind of bullshit. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, and it, and it kind of does. It, it, it sounds like one. It, it does. does. Yeah. It sounds like one. Mm-hmm. However... <laughs> so in asia and we're talking about all of asia mm-hmm. okay so from what you would consider china japan and all the way to india they have a thing called hungry ghost and this is just a generic term they all have i i do have the pronunciations i didn't put them in here because i would sound like an idiot trying to pronounce them <laughs> <laughs> but all the cultures have different names for this. It's all the same. Hungry ghost. Mm-hmm. So what this is, is it's somebody who wanders around looking for substance that they are not, never satisfied with. This occurs when somebody dies that was really greedy in life. Oh. So it's said that they roam from home to home, knocking on doors, wanting to be let in to feed. Mm-hmm. And there's some stories saying that they'll feed on people's energies. Well, yeah, and that would make sense why, like, Everybody just sort of slowly shriveled up and, like, exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's draining their energy, draining their life force. Yeah. 
So doesn't yeah. that kind of sound like vampires too? It does. I was getting ready to say that. I was yeah. getting ready to say vampires. Kind of sounds like yeah. vampires too. It's a metaphorical yeah. version. Well, because like they do have like I don't know if we're ever gonna cover it, but like vampires, there are different types of vampires. There's like psychic vampires too that like drain energy, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just feed on blood. They yeah. feed on energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like another one is called, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I did this phonetically. I'm hoping that I'm conveying it properly. The Octon. Okay. It's an indigenous evil spirit from the Iroquois Confederacy that causes illness, bad luck, and death. This evil spirit would take form of a man to impregnate a woman tribal member. And you will know that this child has an evil spirit within them due to their solid black eyes. Mm. Most of these children will be killed shortly after birth. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, understandably so. But God, can you imagine being that parent? No. We like we all love our kids as much as they could be little shits. Yeah, you never really want to sacrifice them, <laughs> right? It's not really something we want to do, but if it's for the betterment of everyone else, <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, just can you imagine like living that mm-hmm. in any way or having to be the person to do that? It had to have been scary as fuck. Like these. This is this is bad if you don't feel like you can't. Everybody's believed to be born good nine times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And most yep. most times you're most innocent. It's this, it's that. That's heavy. Sorry, I'm going to go a little heavier. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let me put this boulder on this leg. We'll wait for another one. In Scandinavian lore, mealings are children that were born to parents who did not want them or if they had some sort of birth defect. They were left in the wild to die. Mm. These children would grow into their spirit form and seek revenge on those parents. These spirits will ask for permission to enter your home and even seek out elder family members to find their bodies for proper burial. That's just sad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really sad. You just want to go, oh, I help you. We'll go kill them together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In Yorkshire, England, a ghost of an assaulted and murdered child who roams around with black hollow eyes has been spotted. Mm. Now, I believe this is just one ghost. It's just a little girl. Okay. There's been several people that have seen her. So there was like a mom and a daughter that were walking one night and they heard somebody sobbing and the mom was looking around and all of a sudden she turned and the girl was standing there next to her daughter with her hands in her on her face and when the mom asked you if she was okay, she lowered her hands and she saw just black voids mm. where her eyes were. So she grabbed her daughter and left. Well, well yeah, I'm, hopefully. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Do would you like to come in for a spot of tea? Okay, so as screwed up as it is, I'm not defending the times, but I'm sure that that was a real practice at that time because, you know, I mean... As we moved on as a society, we started just locking them up on farms and calling them, what were they, poor houses. Like, everybody, like, the shame, being quote-unquote shameful of um, incapable family members or children and stuff like that, there's legitimacy here because that was a practice. Different ways, different times, but no, disabled children were not, like, accepted or or loved or, you know, they they were looked at as a burden and you got to get rid of them quick. Everywhere. And it still happened. Yep, mm-hmm. everywhere. It still happens. Unfor- and fortunately now, like, it's not legal to just off a child because 
you know, it's just yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I can see where this would have some energy behind it and cruelty because back then, I mean, if you want to throw your baby in the back trash can, you probably could and you, I don't think there were laws. I don't know. I'm sure if you go back far enough, yeah, but that's not right. <laughs> it's a little, it makes it a little bit more real. Yeah. The probability. Because if I was a baby thrown in a dumpster and left to die or stuck in the woods. I would be seeking I'd, revenge I'd too. I'd fucking haunt you too. Yeah. Yep. It makes, actually, this makes me less scared of them and more compassionate. Yeah. Not that I'd let them in my house. <laughs> I'm not inviting anyone in. I feel compassion for you from here. From a distance. stay over there. (laughs) I didn't do it. Okay, guys. I'm going to say it. A lot of people have a belief that these children are children of skinwalkers and windigos. Oh. Hmm. They have a lot of strength behind them. I could see where their kids would have, um, would have, like... You know, be born kind of with good, like, um, a, a, a lot of power. Yeah. So, wow. That's, that's an interesting theory. Lighting the stage. But I... Don't worry, I got this. Thank you. I honestly think, though, that um, just the, the killing and offing of um, deformed and disabled children in itself is... That was um, my leg. Okay. Just yeah. as... The combination of both is just scary, but... Yeah. I'd like to think it's more of the kid killing thing than it is the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So this is the last theory I have, and it's my favorite. These children are children. Stop looking at my stuff. <laughs> are children of grays or men in black? I honestly, the grays thing crossed my mind because of the way the eyes are described. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking alien, especially when you said the men in black, and I'm like, I feel like I think they're alien too. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like they said, their parents are here. Yeah. So like they're picking up the, their kids. Right. They escaped in the middle of the night. Snuck out, away. and they were like, "We got to go find them. They're gonna." What go to did I somebody. tell you about eating the Joneses? <laughs> And what did I tell you? Here's my question. Why is it that they leave so quickly after that they're let in? They don't take anything. They don't do anything right away. Is it because it's like a vampire and they can then come back whenever they want? Or is it like a demon where it's like it possesses your soul? I think it just instantly sucks all your energy out, leaving you just enough to pretty much fizzle out. Mm-hmm. Because based off that story of the elderly, like, they were there for a short amount of time, and then all of a sudden, everybody just, like, died off. Like, they probably... <laughs> you're fine. But then, but then being, like, a foreign life form, I could definitely see where, you know, you don't want... You're smart enough to know that you don't want the neighbors to go, well, I saw this weird guy yeah. that same day. Blah, blah, blah. Like, a month, a week. Enough yeah. time goes by to where that fizzles out and it's not even a factor. So that way there is no trail. Yeah. Which leads me to believe they live among us. Which is not very settling, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm kind of between... I think, for me, the way I would see it is I see it more like the aliens. Like, they're, they're the children. Or they are aliens. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they're not the children. They're just the aliens. Um, and disguising themselves as children. Or 
I would go with the vengeful spirits. Well, why wouldn't aliens have children, though? Not to say they wouldn't have. Oh. <laughs> I just well, said, they just but in my mind, children? I think of them as, like, they're the aliens themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And they're just kind of, like... Pretending like, to be young. Be, pretending, because it's making themselves seem... Innocent. Innocent and, and yeah. sweet. And, like, that's the thing. Like, we think about, like, all of us, if you see a child and they're hurt or something, you're naturally you want to help that child so they're like taking on that form because it's like that makes them seem more vulnerable more yeah yeah so i don't know that's what i'm thinking yeah i think alien i'm really leaning towards my alien i feel like alien too i just but i would say vengeful spirit because okay hearing you guys talk i'm so on the fence in both and the first thing that popped in my head was like some kind of interdimensional yeah some culmination yeah yeah i could see it like maybe this whole like a halfling yeah yeah Yeah. to be honest with you like that i don't know like almost a changeling but not so much sense yeah they 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 must be combined some way that we're just not like mm-hmm. apt to thinking of yet. It's yeah, something. and the, the whole they don't notice the eyes right away. Like that's something like you would notice right mm-hmm. away. Not only that, but aliens are pretty damn smart. Like I feel like that's something that they could master. That just sounds very um, magical type mm-hmm. capabilities, mm-hmm. not technical mm-hmm. type capabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to actually throw it off for you guys, big time. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So, in one of the books that I was talking to, but I'm pretty <clears throat> sure it was Weatherly, there is a story in there. Basically saying, like, who are these people? Like, who's in charge of these people, right? Who's in charge of these kids? Who's walking up into people's houses? Like, I feel like there's always an ebb and a flow to mm-hmm. things. White-eyed children. I Which I feel like creeped me out even more. There's white-eyed children? Right. That's Do I need to be concerned about another one? <laughs> so, these children don't seem to want to get invited into your house. However, the people are t- saying that these children actually feel more powerful. They feel more ominous. But what they're looking for is the black-eyed children. Oh, that's... that's Do they eat them? Like, what? We Do don't they know. Play together? So they just, what... This kind of makes me feel like a demon hierarchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the lower level demons trying to get in people's houses and then the higher level demons controlling to them. What if if it's just like all these kids are in elementary school and it's literally like the the chosen safety officer of the month is literally just trying to get him back in line. (laughs) Like I have to round up these little brats again. I'm so sick of this job. I quit. Um, sorry, I had to lighten it up a little bit. Like, <laughs> I was getting like real heavy. I'm just like, we got to make a jokey joke here, cause yeah, this is this is. I mean, that would make sense. Even there's a hierarchy to everything. Yeah. I mean, and you're talking not just hierarchy like governmental type. You're talking like elemental, like the the earth. You know, at the end of the day, you know we're the top, but at you know worms will eat us when we die, and you know same thing. Yeah. It, it's just, it's a circle of life. There's always a higher and a lower. I mean, rich people, poor people, like, it, you know, it just, there's always that, like, ebb and flow of control, and I'm just, I know it's there, but I know also that in this life, I am never going to fucking understand exactly how that works, so it drives me insane to try even to figure it out. 
Because <laughs> I know I'm wrong. After mm. years and years of research, I was convinced that I was going to find all the answers to life, that I was going to uncover them, and I have realized that the answer to life is that you are not going to uncover them. <laughs> <laughs> not alive, anyway. No, exactly. Exactly. Rawr. So, I throw this conundrum in my lap. I just want to tell you guys, I hope that you enjoyed the research, but I will tell you, it is said that once you become aware of the black-eyed children, there's more of a chance of you running into them. Well, I don't want to run into them. <laughs> I'm okay. They can stay where they are. Well, just don't be stupid and let them in the house. Yeah, they're going to get mad. But or the car. Well, yeah, yeah, don't let them in anyway. I don't give anybody a ride. <laughs> Like, Not even your husband. Get walk. <laughs> you are walking, sir. You literally gave me a ride today. All right. Shush. I like you. I feel special now. A little six-year-old comes up to you. Ma'am, can I have a ride? First of all. Depends. Kick you to the curb. If I don't know any of these kids, just real kids, black-eyed kids, white-eyed kids, all these kids, get away from me. Because until I've talked to your parents, I ain't going nowhere near you. Nope, nope, nope. You are someone else's pride and joy. I'm not about, mm-mm. no. <laughs> just stay away. There's there's too much going on with kids right now. Like, just get away from me. I ain't even. <laughs> just go. Just go. Where's your mother? Let's find your mother. Well. Plus, they're sticky. They are sticky. They're I don't like sticky. sticky. wonder if black-eyed kids are sticky. I don't want to know if they're sticky. <laughs> Just so everybody is aware, this is not something I want to find out. The smell thing kind of bothered me. I was like, they have a smell? Oh, why'd you, why'd you get so smell. close to them for that? <laughs> Apparently it smells like um, musty, like when you leave clothes in the washing machine too long. Oh. It, it's like, it's so pungent. It's probably to gain um, sympathy. Like, we're poor. Well, it, you gonna with help appearance, a kid out? Like, with, yeah, with appearance, these kids don't have any distinguishing, like, clothing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they don't wear, like, name brand yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that when they leave in the damn house after sucking the life out of you, no one remembers your ass in a week. <laughs> Badass babies, kids. Well, I will be locking all of my doors and closing all of the windows. Now I know why I do that. All right, we're good. Well, they still need an invitation. I don't care. I don't want to see them. I lock my windows and doors because I'm afraid of humans. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If a spirit for real wants to get in, like, unless there are rules, like, and that's another thing. They can't come in, yeah. Yeah, they they say that they can't come in, so there has to be some kind of hierarchy, like, rules to whatever, but. And these kids tend to show up, like, right away. Like, you're walking up your driveway in the middle of the night, you close your door, you lock it, you turn around, and they're knocking. Yeah, I don't like that. So not even enough time to actually, like, unless they're, like, sprinting it. Right. <laughs> I saw the person put the trash out. Run, <laughs> Come on, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Blame her. <laughs> I mean, unless you've murdered children, I think you're all right. No, I haven't murdered any children yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you swallow? <laughs> God. Well, this just took I'm a sorry. turn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We need to stop this because I'm getting silly now. <laughs> Guys, it's been a blast. You can catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Lavender Sage of Stardust. Or you can email us at Lavender Sage of Stardust at Outlook.com. Yay, she got it right. <laughs> Woo! 
if you have any questions or comments or you just want to know more, you just want to put your opinion out there as whether these kids are interdimensional or just little shit faces that, oh, anyway, let us know. Don't invite any kids in. <laughs> Not even the neighbors. Not even the neighbors. <laughs> I don't like nobody in my house. I don't like to clean it. Bye. <laughs> Creepy.